I'm gonna trick former guest Ben into making us theme song. That's it. Okay. Better, closer, warmer. Uh, all modern art is communistic. I want to be the first man to nut in space. Fuck you. Fuck off. Where are we finding it? Why can't we Better, find it? Closer, Why do you guys warmer. keep saying all this change? We're playing Fortnite. Let's have fun. We need to get to that post-World War II mentality where Better, closer, no one in the warmer. world is going to Twitch and typing in climate first. Don't tweet us about how our stuff's inaccurate. At this point, I don't think the N-word tape would change anything. The piss tape might. From New Orleans to New York. It's the Alienos Podcast, baby. Dude, that was TNT. Welcome back to the Illenials Podcast. I am Smith. I'm Seth. We are sadly dry this week. Dry sewed. Yeah, we're going to have to find a new recording time to accommodate Marcus, who now has himself a job. Yes, this is good. I was worried about him there. We know what he's doing now? Yes, he is quality control for a company that makes sunroofs. They got Marcus as quality control. (laughs) Okay. Hey, what do I know? I'm just amazed that production is so atomized now. There's a company that just makes the sunroofs. Oh, yeah. But the thing is, that company is owned by a bigger company that makes everything. But they just have one company that makes just that. Like, why is that one company doing just the sunroofs? Like, you'd figure they would, like, consolidate that into a bigger production facility. No, 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 no. You have to diversify your assets. <laughs> That's something I hear rich people say a lot, bonds. and I guess it's like uh, important. So, <laughs> oh man, I remember I used to have a lot of fun with the uh, the Wu Tang financial Twitter account, and then it turned out to be like totally fucking neoliberal garbage. Yeah, sucks. a lot of stuff that used to be cool was just neoliberal garbage. True, very true. That's how I feel these past couple of weeks after about, uh, well, not necessarily neoliberal, but uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine has lost a lot of its shine after all this, you know? I don't think so. I think the cast and the crew are being very, very supportive of all the movements. The people behind it are doing fine, yes. But at this point in time, a fantasy world where cops are good is not what... But you just said it. It's a fantasy world. It's It's not real life. Yeah, but we, we're not making a fantasy world where the KKK are good guys, right? Yeah. Like, but I w- and I also wouldn't say that Brooklyn Nine Nine goes out of its way to glorify being a cop. Glo- Brooklyn Nine Nine goes out of its way to be a vehicle for jokes that yeah. involve cops. Well, it's a workplace comedy. In its exactly, place, its core. It's just that it happens to it happens to take place in a police station. Yeah, I would uh, say that I would say that there are several times in the show where it actually kind of points out the hypocrisy and stuff, and I think that. Yeah, it's not a show about glorifying cops. It's a show about glorifying Andy Samberg making jokes. Well, I can't think of the guy's name. The guy who does it is the same one that does The Good Place, right? Is it, is um, it well, sure? Well, Dan Gore, Gore. Dan Gore does um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Mike Schur is like a producer on Brooklyn Nine-Nine, but Mike Schur did Good Place as well. Yeah. Okay. But so it seems to me like that guy, the one who made The Good Place, over the years got way into like moral philosophy. Yeah. And as he did, it seemed like Brooklyn Nine-Nine also became more critical of the police. Yeah, they, they've had several episodes where I'd say they were a little more critical of the whole system and everything. Because you can't really study that kind of stuff without thinking about the power dynamics at play, you know, in, in yeah. policing. And I do wonder how they're going to address it the next time they get to make a season. 
I mean, it could be a long time with the coronavirus. Yeah. You know, and after this, I just wonder if the cop shows are going to be as. I mean, here's the thing though. I'm not sure there will be in America by the time a new season of television comes out, but will there? Will we still have cop shows? Like, yeah. is there going to be a thing? How, actually, you know what? I don't care how Brooklyn Nine is going to dress it. I'm sure they're going to do something, you know, nice and funny and whatever. How is a Blue Bloods going to deal with this? How's like CSI Miami or whatever going to yeah. deal with it? How how are the the cop shows that just don't have a conscience? How are they going to deal with yeah. all this shit? A good are they going to double down? Or are they going to try and make amends? I don't know. It's going to be a weird time, dude. It's a... Uh, I did see there's like a thing going around where people who played cops in TV shows are donating money to the like the bail relief funds yep. and whatever. Started by my boy Griffin Newman, who actually, the reason he did it is because he played a detective on Blue Bloods like 10 years ago. He played for like two or three episodes, he played a detective. Did he play like a Doogie Howser-esque child detective? Because that man looks like he's 13 now in his tweet he was he put in parentheses he was like i you know for no explicit reason played a detective 10 years ago that's what he did and he still gets residual checks for that doing that 10 years ago so he's like this is me paying it forward and that's what got the brooklyn 99 cast to do it and other cop actors have been uh jumping on the bandwagon yeah well that's good at least i'm glad that people are 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 at least donating some money to these funds and these these efforts it's like after I was watching the show Person of Interest, uh-huh. uh, which I really enjoy, yes. a show so where a computer solves crimes. Like, well, a computer tells you a crime is going to happen, which and then is a guy, great. a special forces guy, goes and stops it or whatever. But it, it, there's an arc where Sterling K. Brown shows up yeah. playing a detective. And it was so surreal to see him playing a cop, because this was after uh, Black Panther had come out, he kind of exploded in popularity. Yeah. And it was like, but he actually is a TV guy at heart. Like that's his. Yeah, that's he's his a lot of TV. Original shit. He's on that show. This is us, this right? Is us. He did an episode of Brooklyn Nine Nine, one of the best episodes. Oh yeah, he did. Um, he did. He's been on a lot of stuff. So we kind of danced around a little bit, but we were in week two and a half now, basically, of nationwide protests. Yes, that are getting uh, bigger. Yes, some of the crowds are like unimaginable how big they yeah. are. Every night they seem to add more people, which is both indicative of how angry people are and also how bad the economy is if people don't have jobs to go to tomorrow. We keep saying it. I mean, if people don't have jobs and they're angry, I mean, what else are they going to do but protest? Yeah. And the worst part is, for the cops anyways, is we haven't even seen the worst effects yet on the economy. There's more coming. Yeah. We're talking about actually, defunding the police. I mean, there might not be any money to give them anyway, even if you want to beef yeah. up the budgets. Well, the thing is, they'll always find a way to fund the police because the police are necessary uh, for capitalist society. I think we're starting to finally have a national conversation about the cops, yes, but there is a smaller conversation that's happening that is the media is not going to tell you about it. You're going to have to go online to Twitter or whatever to see what's happening. And some people are finally trying to wake up to the fact that the police are a necessary part of the capitalist system. Yes. And their job comes from a fusion of strike breakers and slave catchers. And they have fused together into one organization, which its only job is to oppress the working class. Yeah. 
And, and go ahead. Yeah. So I mean, it has been interesting um, seeing how popular the term "defund the police" has become because it's something that you know people like me and you and leftists have been saying for a long time. And just within the within one week, it has become you know a trending thing. Like people are talking about you know what what act, what systems could we put in place where we could actually defund the police. And it's very it's very interesting to see all that. And in fact, I believe Minneapolis. I mean, it's not like far reaching, but Minneapolis has put in a plan to do something to to lower the the police funding and create. I can't remember what they called it. They called it like a public, God, public peace committee or something. I can't remember what it was. But they're. I mean, at least they're they're attempting something. I'm not sure how well it's going to work out, but they are attempting to do something like defunding the police. And it's something that two or three weeks ago I did, I would not have imagined was going to happen. Yeah, Minneapolis has actually gone one step further. They're not just defunding the police. They're going to abolish their police department. They're getting rid of it. Wow, that is bold. And they're going to... And this is still... We're still we're still within the realm here of liberal politics yeah. of reimagining the police. But the simple fact that even this, a veto-proof majority of the Minneapolis City Council came forward with abolishing their police department is insane. Yeah. So... We should cover some of the big events that happened over the past week. Did you see uh, that seventy-five-year-old man who got his fucking skull cracked on the on the sidewalk with the cops? Oh yeah, there's like fucking twenty cops. One of them pushed the man, and then like he stumbled back and then lost his footing because he's an old man, obviously. And that's what they're using as an excuse. So, oh no, he he like he stumbled on his own feet. Well, yeah, but he was pushed right before he did that, and so there's like there's like fucking twenty cops there. They push him over. He stumbles, cracks his skull. I'm pretty sure dies, right? Or like, no, you know, he was he was in critical condition. condition. Yes. And the the craziest part is after that, they all just kind of walk past him. And I think it was the national guard who had to come over and be like, "Wait, is this guy okay?" Yeah. And um, it's just surreal to watch. And then just to watch all these police officers have to be like, "Oh no, he stumbled!" Like, whoa, 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 it wasn't our fault. I'm like, yeah. hey, yeah. One hundred percent, you're telling the truth. He stumbled. Why the fuck did you walk past him? If he stumbled and you actually are just like, oh, it wasn't our fault. Why did you walk past a man who clearly is about to bleed out on the on the pavement? He's got fucking blood pouring out of his fucking ears. Yeah. and you stepped over him. Like within a couple of seconds, he is like in a terrible condition, and they just yeah. step over him, walk past him, probably spit on him. Like who knows? Well, they, they moved past him and started beating up other protesters that were further back. Yeah. And like I saw an angle from across the street when his head hits the pavement, it doesn't even bounce. Yeah, he just it just hits it, smacks. And he's apparently is in serious but stable condition, which could mean a coma for the rest of his life. Yeah. And the excuse that the fucking mayor of Buffalo is giving is that he's an activist, he is an environmentalist, and an agitator. He's fucking seventy five years old. Yeah. And no matter what, you're not allowed to just kill people. Like, no. I mean, you cannot use that as reasoning. You can't just kill someone because they're an activist. He's an activist? Good! We're supposed to have activists. What, what kind of defense is that? De, de Blasio, or whatever the guy's name is. This guy's the mayor of Buffalo, so it's, it's, it's actually a black guy. Uh, the two cops were arrested, and then they were released without bail, and their co-workers cheered for them as they left the building. Oh yeah, I heard about that. And then 57 members of the riot squad uh, resigned in solidarity with them. Yeah. After this. Because they, and here's the thing though. They were like, oh no, it wasn't in solidarity with them. We resigned because the union said they wouldn't protect, protect us anymore. So you are resigning in solidarity then, right? Yeah. You're saying if it was you, 
you would think they wouldn't protect you. Fuck you. Yeah. Also, police unions are apparently incredibly important to society, but unions for anything else are robbing corporations, apparently. Well, of course, the union that's, that's in charge of destroying other unions uh, would, of course, be the one that the capitalists would want to keep around. Yeah. Did you see the fucking, uh, I think it was Chicago, maybe? I can't remember what town it was exactly. But they, the mayor was talking about how, yeah, the cops did go too far. And the cop union released a statement saying that he maybe we should go see a psychiatrist because he's talking crazy. They literally said that. Yeah. And then in Los Angeles, a lady talked about exploring the possibility of reducing the LAPD's budget by 3%. And the cop union said that we have your number, and if you call, we might be a little slow to respond. My lord. They just say that kind of shit. And it is funny. I've been seeing... Uh, uh, there's a bunch of memes out there, like different formats. So it's, it's just this meme where it's like, oh yeah, you're you're chanting defund the police now, but when somebody steals something from you and three hours later, somebody, somebody won't come up and shrug their shoulders and say we don't know how to fix it. You're going to feel real sorry. Yeah, if, uh, if someone like breaks into your house and you want a guy to show up seven hours later and shoot your dog. Yeah. Uh, what are you going to do with the police? And that's kind of how like, a lot of people feel about the police. Um, and it's I good. don't think they're generally well-liked. Especially not now. They have, uh, No. But, okay, I have to talk about the thing that annoyed me the most today. Is that... Mitt Romney joined these Black Lives Matter protests and people are like that's the man Mitt is our boy look at him he's saying Black Lives Matter that's so cool of him he's marching and I'm like if you don't think this is a stunt you are fucking crazy Mitt Romney is as racist as they come racist sexist old and Republican is exactly what Mitt Romney is he can march all he wants but he is never going to convince me otherwise I say there's a twenty five percent chance that Mitt Romney changes parties. Really? Yeah, I mean at this probably. at this point there's no difference between Democrats and Republicans for the most part. Like ninety nine percent, they're all the same. So you can just you change see labels. Well Democrats did today? No. They they honored George Floyd by kneeling for eight minutes and forty six seconds by wearing Kente cloth provided by the Congressional Black Caucus. And they introduced their sweeping new police reform bill, which literally does two things. Uh, bans chokeholds and would establish a civilian oversight thing, which every police board already fucking has and no one listens to. I do love how every time one of these things happens, the Democrats or who, I mean, even the Republicans sometimes, they're just like, okay, we're going to enforce the use of body cams. We're going to make sure that you, you we're going to limit what police can do, restrictive force, all that kind of stuff. And it's going to make things better. And then they put those in place, and then body cams still are covered up or weren't working, and people still get choked to death. So, I mean, right, you can make a law saying, oh, police officers, you can't choke anyone ever. But then when a police officer is in the line of duty and they're in danger and they choke someone, you got to be like, oh, I mean, hey, he was, he was in the line of fire. He was dangerous. The guy had a gun. I mean, what was he supposed to do? So it's like... I mean, either either go all the way or just admit that you're lying. Cops across the nation since it started have been covering their fucking badge numbers up. Oh yeah, and they've been like stocking up and putting like their walkies and stuff over their body cams. And they're just like, oh, we, we just have to carry so much stuff now for this riot that our body cams just get caught in the crossfire. I'm sorry. 
what I saw the dumbest thing was we have these black bands we're putting over our badge numbers to honor our fallen brothers to COVID-19. The hell? Yeah. That's their excuse. I, I don't understand how a police officer can cover their badge number and not get in trouble. And then I remember the people who are supposed to police the police are police. Yeah. I mean, what if I covered up my license plate and then just went 90 on the fucking freeway? I mean, I'm doing it in honor of my fallen brothers to exactly. COVID 19. I had a friend who died in a speeding accident, so I'm doing this for him. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's like, you oh, just can't man. do that. You, like, at, at the minimum, the thing a police officer should do to be accountable is show their badge number. In fact, their bad, they should have to wear a big hat with their badge number that says it in really yeah. big letters because that's just what you should have to do at all times. Because even then, it doesn't matter because, sure, get your badge number. What are they going to do? They're the ones in charge of what happens next. Yeah. But there was a guy in Atlanta, in, sorry, in Florida, a cop who shoved a student about two weeks ago, which was about a million years at the time we're living in now. Yeah. And he has 73 use of force complaints on his record. Yeah. And I'll, I said it once, I'll say it again. Even, even if I'm a corrupt police chief, general, whatever they have, I don't know what they are anymore. Sheriff, I don't know. If I'm if I'm so corrupt, I give the guy a timeout at 70. Okay? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, here, take two weeks paid, by the way. Two weeks paid vacation. Just leave her a little bit. But no, they just keep racking up to where he's he's probably at like 80 at this point. And you've got fucking NYPD officers attacking bike like bicycle riders on the street thinking they're part of the protest and they weren't. Yeah, they're just attacking yeah. random people now. Yes. Uh, the press is still getting the shit kicked out of them every night. Like, it's insane what's happening out there. And last night, I saw probably the most prominent display of this. And it was in Seattle, where for a week now, basically people have been trying to get to this one police department, or a precinct, uh, to protest in front of it. And they were going to end their big first march there, and the cops set up a barricade. So in defiance of the cops, every single day, you've congregated at a certain intersection to try and get closer to that precinct. And it's been a back and forth sort of thing. But for a, a week straight, things were pretty fucking chill. Uh, for, for two nights in a row, the Seattle PD kind of gassed people, made them run away. And then it was very much calm after that. Until last night, when the cops were told that, uh, well, sorry, the night before last night, the, the, they put a ban in a place. And mayor said no tear gassing for 30 days, which... Again, tear gas is a weapon of war, and it's yeah, a ban. it's literally a chemical region. weapon. Well, so the day before yesterday, well, yes, they, instead of gassing the people, what they did, they threw an entire goddamn crate of flashbangs into the crowd and let that do it. Wow. And then, yesterday, they did that again, and they fucking hit them with tear gas. But this was after the, 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 the protesters pulled down this shoddy wall they built on the street. Like, the cops put up a wall, the protesters pulled it down, and then, later on, a car runs into the crowd. Do you see this? And a guy is in the, in the car with a fucking pistol, a Glock, with a fucking extended magazine taped to the regular magazine. This is not some shit you just had on him for, for protection. Yeah. A protester comes up, he shoots that protester, and he gets out of the car, and then does some fucking Assassin's Creed bullshit and disappears into the crowd. Just, and then he walks towards the cops, pulls out his gun, gives him a thumbs up, and then he gets arrested. Pretty, yeah. arrested. Well, the good news is the protester he shot was only shot in the arm, and he's fine. Uh, he survived. He's a pretty cool dude, actually. Yeah. But... 
after that happened, the police then shot more tear gas, and I've never fucking seen in my life, into the street. It was a fucking death cloud of tear gas. And they rolled through. They were cracking skulls. They were shooting things. They were shooting protesters in the head with flashbangs and, and get tear gas grenades. There was a guy who was not unconscious because a, a flashbang went off next to his fucking head. A lady almost died in a medical tent because the cops threw four flashbangs in there as the medics tried to evacuate her. And it was just an utter display of unnecessary, unneeded force by the cops. Yeah. Nothing fucking warranted that. And the best thing that I've seen come out of all this, or not best, but funniest in my opinion, are all the people who get so angry about, like, not non-cops, just regular people who are getting so angry at protesters. I saw a grown ass man, he had to be 35 or 40, who was biking in like a, like a country-ish area, like rural, but like close, maybe suburbs kind of area, and there was... A, there were two little girls, six years old and nine years old, who were putting up posters about George Floyd, about a, a, a peaceful gathering that's happening somewhere close, and like about what happened to the guy. This guy, a grown man, gets off his bike, rips the posters out of their hands, and starts yelling at them about how they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. And he, ends, he even ends up pulling one hard... The, the little girl falls down. And then he gets back on his bike and walk, runs away. I'm like, dude... What what is your deal? These are these are the um, probably the two most harmless protesters there are in the fucking mm-hmm. world, and you were getting mad because they're putting up posters about George Floyd, and he started ripping them down too. And he was right; he just kept run, ripping the ones they're putting up down. As news for you, Seth, they found out who that guy was. Really? And uh, surprise, surprise, he's a retired police officer. Wow. And the thing is, there was like six different guys whose names were passed around as being the guy that did it. And the funny thing is, it could have been any one of them because they all look exactly the fucking same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, there's like a, a carpet um, printout of all those guys. And then another thing that was fucking disturbing, especially since it is caught directly on camera, with the cop having to know he was on camera, was... Did you hear about what happened with the Proud Boys? The one who warned them? Yeah. He went over there and was like, alright guys, you gotta get inside... We're about to fucking, we're, we're about to beat up all these minorities out here. Don't worry about it. You're going to be fine. I, and he, he even said, I was told to come let you guys know um, to get everyone back inside. And then at the end, he looks right at the guy who's recording him and it's just like, and then the guy stops recording. And I'm like, what the fuck? The problem is are like the worst kind of people, like absolute yeah. trash people. And they get a warning because they are, you know, Nazis and racists and misogynists and people who definitely want these protests to end. And it's yeah. fucking disgusting. Yeah, the cops are collaborating with them, obviously, and they're fine with it. Like, if you, did you see that fucking dipshit crowd that went to protect the fucking strip mall in, like, nowhere Midwest? No. There's, like, 40 guys in pickup trucks with, you know, fucking t-shirts that don't cover their fucking beer guts standing outside of fucking Macy's and TJ Maxx with guns ready for Antifa to show up to fight them. No one showed up! There was nothing planned for there! It was just some hysteria on Facebook. Yeah. And the cops were like, yeah, whatever. And I'm sure they were like, oh yeah, we scared them off. Look at us. Yeah. Hey. They declared victory. Let's go brutalize our wives. Yeah. Um, But we're talking about all these protests. We're talking about how heated they can get, how large they can get, how intense they can get. And we, luckily we had a man on the street at one of these protests. And I I just want to hear about your protest experience in your small town. 
I went to a, a protest in a small town that me and you grew up in, and it was probably 150, 200 people. It was a bigger turnout than I expected, to be honest. Uh, it was a mixed crowd, you know, mostly uh, uh, mostly white, actually, I would say. Not not as, as many, uh, uh, it wasn't like an even split, I think. A lot of white people showed up to this, which was yeah, good. I mean, obviously, yeah. you would like to, like to see that happen. It was put on by two college kids who I think meant well, but didn't really have any ideology in place. They just invited a bunch of pastors to come talk, and then the president of local NAACP who is so old, he probably shouldn't be president anymore because he calls it the NACP. <laughs> and I'm just, all right, cool, man, whatever. Maybe it was a different acronym when you were born in the fucking 20s. Yeah. But uh, it was it was pretty low-key. low, low key. We did a march afterwards. We heard a lot. It was, of course, along an entirely cop-approved route. They had every street blocked off and were waiting for us and looking at us. And it was just mostly a lot of stuff talking about go vote and educate yourself and your children and, you know, and, and, you know, we'll get ourselves, we'll pull ourselves on our bootstraps. There were a couple of folks who said some real stuff occasionally, but more, it was mostly, I mean, it's a small town. What are you going to do? They're not really going to be too right. radical. So just tell me how many cop parts you guys burned, how many, how many, uh, businesses were burnt to the ground, all of that. Just tell me the statistics. Oh, uh, the entire uh, downtown district of our town is on fire right now. Still, and it's smoldering. it's actually funny because, um, um, I was people who are from that town, you know, our hometown. They were sending me messages about it, and they showed me that the the picture they used for the the paper, the the local paper, it the picture they showed it was like I guess when everyone was like already tired because everyone's just kind of like sitting there and their signs are down and they look bored. And it's like, mm-hmm. they, this is obviously propaganda to be like, oh yeah, the pro- it was, it, who cares? People were tired. It was boring. They were asleep the whole time. And it was just, it was just weird to me to see that they used that picture. I did see a picture of you. Oh, really? Yeah, I did. Don't dox me. Yeah. But, um, that's cool. There was, there was a lot of, and I hated to hear it, a lot of people saying all lives matter, but. Yeah. I don't like to hear that. Don't even concede that point to people because, when people say the phrase Black Lives Matter, the emphasis is not on the word black. They're not saying black lives matter. They're saying black lives matter. Yeah. It's a difference. It's like, why, the whole all lives matter shit is just 100% concern trolling nonsense. It's like, no one's questioning that. Yeah, no one's saying that. It's a way to undercut it. Right. Yeah. It's like, a, gr- it a be- good analogy I saw is like, if somebody has a sign that says, let's save the rainforest, it's not like they like, fuck other forests, by the way, burn them all down, just save the rainforest. That's not how yeah. it works. Save all forests. Yeah. It's like, well, what's your point? Yeah. I agree. Fuck yeah. you. But we're not talking about all forests right now. Yeah. You have your all forest later, rally later. Exactly. Like, and that was kind of disappointing to see. Um, but you know, whatever. It's at least there is some people getting out there and showing there is some support for this, even out here, uh, which is nice because Georgia has been not doing so well. Atlanta gets shut down pretty early every night. Brian yeah. Kemp has an insane amount of riot cops out there, and I mean, even NYC, man, they have been disappointing me every night. Those people are just going home like it doesn't feel right. But a lot of yeah. it comes from infiltrators. Have you seen this? Yeah, there's like like cop and like cop adjacent infiltrators who go in and try and like um, 
corral people into different places to get, to break up the riots and and split them up and like easier to kettle and also like de-escalate situations so that people would just stay peaceful. So already know peaceful protests don't do anything, but. Probably the biggest asshole in this whole situation, in my opinion, is D-Ray. D-Ray. Remember D-Ray from back in Ferguson? Oh, yeah. The guy who was revealed to be a corporate shill, like, talking about, like, LGBT fucking Doritos and shit. Yeah. In the meantime, we showed up with his his plan called 8 Can't Wait. And it is, of course, have you seen this 8 Can't Wait shit? No. It's like, here's eight reforms we can do right oh, now yeah, to make yeah, police yeah. departments better. I've seen this, yeah. It's like, here's eight reforms we can do to re- reduce police violence by 72%. Yeah. Which, first of all, is so entirely you, made up. Yeah, but but even in your made-up fantasy, you're okay with 28% police violence. Yeah. It's like, he's like, like hey, why is this the cutoff? Hey, I'm gonna be honest with you, we can't we can't control all these cops. I gotta, I gotta say that. Some of them are just gonna do whatever the fuck they want. My bad. But, and the thing is, I, I read through them, I can't remember all of them, but I do remember that one of them is like, body cam enforcement. And I'm like, okay, yeah. so, what we've apparently achieved three or four times over now, that apparently just keeps failing. Like, the people who make body cams also made the fucking security cams at Jeffrey Epstein's cell. It's like, apparently, <laughs> they just get all the business in the fucking world when it comes to important pieces of fucking camera equipment. Um... Yeah, what well, turns out the Minneapolis Police Department is already doing seven out of the eight things on that list. Wow. What's the one thing they're so, not doing? I don't even remember, okay. dude. So, George Floyd would have still pretty much died under yeah. this. Like, Minneapolis Police Department bans the move that, D- that Derek Chauvin did on fucking George Floyd. It didn't fucking matter. Yeah. He did it all, anyways. Who is like, you know what? The, the, your, your go-to move should be putting your knee in the back of their neck. That is like a very, very standard move we all know. Like, that is a very pointed thing to do, especially when you are on camera with four other police officers around you with one guy who is handcuffed. I mean... You at some point, people have to realize that they can't get away with these bullshit excuses. It can't be, oh, he's dangerous. He is not dangerous if he is handcuffed and there's four of you. He is not John Wick. Okay. Yeah. There, no one is John Wick. It just doesn't happen in real life. No, so, sword guy tried it. I think we talked. We talked. So if you've seen it, I think, or we talked about surviving edged weapons. Yes. That insane. The movie from the eighties. Yes. Have you seen this guy, the, the the killology guy going around now? They're talking about no, like whatever Grossman his name is, the guy who goes around being like, "Are you prepared to take a human life? Are you ready? Is it in your soul to draw your gun and shoot someone in one tenth of a second if you even suspect they have an inkling of the idea to kill you?" No, no. He gets paid by so many police departments to show up and give that speech to cops. And also to testify as an expert witness as to why lethal force was needed. He's testified in 200 fucking cases. He's just on call then. Yeah. And by the way, real fast, this guy never killed a single person in his life. Wow. He, was a, he, was a, he served in the military as a reservist and never actually shot anybody. Is he the guy who so. came up with that, I'm a Marine with 152 confirmed kills, copy pasta? Might have been him. <laughs> it might have, dude. 
But that's, that's, that's the thing. You're dealing with people who are just like, because first of all, the police are, we already know, completely out of control. Yeah. This is shown corrupt now. Stupid and uh, obsolete. Like fucking the mayor of Seattle, Jenny Durkin, who's going to be asked to resign. And if she doesn't resign, she's probably going to be impeached pretty soon. She today was talking on the fucking the thing about how she's negotiating with the police chief to turn on the body cameras during the fucking protests. They weren't on to begin with. What? What? Then why even have the the facade of having them if you're not even going to use them? What do they achieve? Yeah. What's the fucking point? Also, in and all the time that we've had these body cams and we've had this this bad stuff happen to people, all this injustice, how many times have we seen a body cam video? I'd say I've seen maybe a handful out of the yeah. hundreds of cases there are where they would be incredibly important. And even when you see a body cam video, they you, you can watch them do some incredibly fucked up shit and they'll be like, no, nah, it's okay. Here's why. Yeah. You know, here's our explanation for why it was okay to do that. And they're, they're, just, they're just, like, arresting people for... Like, I see videos now of, like, a person will just be standing somewhere. There's no mm-hmm. they're a protest a mile from them. They're just standing somewhere. They just happen to not be white. And then the police will just come up and talk to them real aggressively. They'll be like, uh, did I do something? And they'll be like, turn around, cuff them. I'm like, what? these guys just get away with whatever the fuck they want. Like, you'd think, you would think, like, if you were a smart person, if you had a couple of brain cells, you'd be like, all right, guys, right now is a time where we shouldn't be corrupt. You got, guys, don't worry, in a couple months, you can go back to being as corrupt as you want, but right now, let's just maybe dial it back a bit. But no, they're just like, turn it up to 11. Who cares? Be, be more corrupt. Who, it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, I saw a lady, this was just a, a white woman who was walking home. Uh, with a bag of groceries from the grocery store and got shot in the face with a fucking rubber bullet and split her whole goddamn shit open. And she was not even a part of the protest. She was walking by and got shot. Yeah, I gotta say, I've seen some of these rubber bullet injuries and I might rather just give you a shot with a real bullet. Like, may, you yeah. may as well just kill me because these things, they dig in and they like morph your skin and the inside of your body. Yeah. Uh, they are fucking bad. They leave divots in your fucking flesh. Well, you know what the cops told her, by the way? What? You should have run away. Wow. From a bullet. No, no. When you heard the sounds of the protesters coming, you should have run away and taken cover. What? (laughs) I'm not scared of the protesters. What insanity is that? Yeah. And also, here's a crazy thing, too. A girl died at a protest recently from getting tear gas. She had asthma. She has asthma. Yeah, I saw this. She, well, they couldn't get her to the hospital in time, and she just fucking died. Her name was Sarah Grossman, and she was a graduate of Ohio State University, and she wanted to be a doctor, I believe. Um, yeah, she got fucking killed by the police by a chemical weapon. She was killed by our government using a chemical weapon. Yeah. And I mean, people are like, oh, that? well, I mean, what are we supposed to do? You know, make our anti-riot weaponry accessible so that it doesn't fucking kill people with asthma or what? Maybe, maybe you don't even fucking use the shit. Maybe that's the re- maybe that's the response you need. People are just so stupid about this. I, I mean, it's just like the cops can do whatever they want. We've already seen the mayors don't have any control. It's police chiefs, it's sheriffs, or the because the thing is, the cops are the ones that have the guns. We gave them the guns, and only they get to enforce the laws. I mean, you go to the federal authorities. Trump's not going to fucking do anything. Yeah, the fucking DOJ doesn't give a fuck. So, at this point, we're at war with the police. <laughs> like, that's what it is. Yeah. 
And in completely unshocking news, um, Joe Biden's campaign has said they are not going to defund the police. Which, yeah. I mean, not surprised. But also, maybe just don't even say that right now. Like, even if you're not going to do it, just don't even fucking touch it. Oh, not even that, he wants to give the police 300 million more dollars. My lord. And it's just like, even, it's just more bullshit. It's like, oh, we're going to do community policing, we're going to fucking have an independent review board. You already have those. The use of force boards exist for almost every police department. In fact, in fucking, I think it was Boston, there was a guy who just hours, okay, let's say at 2 o'clock, he was talking about how it's okay, cops do the best they can, they're, 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 they have him restrained. Four fucking hours later, he was hit he in the head five times with a baton. Yep. And afterwards, this fucking bootlicker still said it was okay. What's wrong with people? Yeah. What's wrong with you? Yeah, I just wanted to, real quick, I just wanted to do a shout out. You mentioned Boston. I wanted to shout out a person from history who I didn't have, I didn't know a lot about until recently. I'm a big basketball fan. And the most, the, the player with the most titles in NBA history, he has more rings than he has fingers. Bill Russell, 11-time champion from the, the 40s and 50s. Um, one of the first black players in Boston, one of the only during his run. Um, once again, won 11 titles with basically 11 different rosters. Incredible talent, one of the best there is. Um, whenever he got done with Boston, I think 1969, or something was maybe, or 68 was like his last championship, he booked a flight out of the city and never came back. He, he didn't come back for 40 years. He refused to have his jersey retired or do any kind of speech for the city of Boston because he said, and this is his quote, that it's a flea market of racism. And he was just, he said that the, play, the way that black players and people were treated in that city was just unacceptable. And the FBI even had a file on Bill Russell um, where they called him a very antiquated term in the file and saying that he was dangerous. And wow. I was I was just shocked to know all this stuff because I, I just like I said, I never knew much about Bill Russell. I never knew he was the fucking man. Like and I, I just and I just want I just really wish I knew what happened in Boston. Like really what happened to this guy to where even a guy who I imagine they had to have liked. I mean they love basketball there and he won them all these titles. He had to be one of the more well-regarded minorities there. I wonder how he got treated to where even he yeah. said that it was this bad. And, I mean, Boston, fuck Boston. <laughs> Please sucks. Yeah, definitely. So, he was in the Celtics, right? Celtics, yeah, Boston. yeah, yeah. So he has more rings than Jordan? Yeah, he has 11. God damn. But Jordan only has six, yeah. So does anybody else come close to him? Yeah, other players, so that, from that Celtics team, there were pe- one guy who has, I think... 10 and one guy who has like nine and after that it goes to like phil jackson phil jackson has 10 as well i think and then it goes to people like dennis rodman and michael jordan was it just like celtics just ran train on the oh yeah that was back when that was back when the celtics and lakers were just basically the two only teams and Uh, they weren't they're just only good teams there's still a bunch of teams mm -hmm. but they were those two just went back and forth with the championships and that's why they have a incredible rivalry all the way to this day but yeah, Bill, Bill Russell and the Celtics just won back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back um, back then. Well, speaking of the NBA, I saw that... Oh, help me, help me out here. It says Giannis... Giannis Antetokounmpo. He was marching uh, up there, which was pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, a lot of NBA players have been um, getting in on this. Lots of donations. I mean, 
Michael Jordan and the Jordan Jordan brand are donating one hundred million dollars over ten years to black communities. Um, people are, I mean, there's people who are starting funds for all kinds of stuff. I know um, people are start. They're starting. I mean, one specific fund I saw was made by Chris Red from Saturday Night Live, and also from our favorite show, Disjointed. Um, yes, he made a specific fund to to help people who contract COVID nineteen from being at protests. Oh. Which is like a very specific but very important thing we need, and yeah, I saw that Kanye West had uh, a fund as well. He was contributing he's gonna to that. He's going to pay for um, George Floyd's daughter's college. That was his thing. It's because he turned around from his uh, Trump phase. Yeah, that guy changes. I love him to death. He changes wins every three to four months. Sometimes even yeah. faster. Um, and yeah, and then a couple of NBA players. I know Russell Westbrook. Um, Trey Young, who actually plays in Atlanta, and uh, God, Blake Griffin. They they wrote letters to Congress about I can't remember the guy's name. It was one specific guy who was being held in custody um, mm-hmm. for like basically wrong. Like he was beat up by the police, and all that. He's still been he's been in jail for like a year or two now. And they wrote specific letters to Congress about that, which is like really really interesting and out of the way for a case I hadn't even heard of. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, you know. People are doing a lot, and you know, people. I mean, I was I was just looking at the GoFundMe for um, George Floyd's memorial. I mean, first of all, their goal was one point five million, which I didn't even know was that. But they they've already raised thirteen point six million. Well, have you seen what's happened to the street where he was killed? Are they gonna not are they gonna change the name? Well, yeah, but what's happened to it physically right now? No, they basically set up an autonomous like like fucking uh, commune there. Like, people are just going up, they're providing stuff for free, there's a constant, you know, DJ, there's open mic, food and water is being provided for free. They commandeered a fucking hotel that was abandoned and gave it to homeless people. They're letting homeless people just live in the hotel. Like, it's like a model for what we want. Like, they're setting up a free and, you know, communal society wow. in, in this place. The, there's graffiti, all, I, I mean, the, this is weird, graffiti sounds like a bad word, but I don't think it has to be, right? No, like, I, have no problem. I love graffiti. There's good stuff being put up, you know. There's like murals and stuff, and, and pictures of George Floyd, and the, the, the Carpenters Guild built this huge black, you know, this fist on the street. It must be at least 16 feet tall. It's wow. insane how big it is. That's awesome. And like, you can't drive there anymore, obviously, because the streets are all blocked off. But good, who gives a fuck? Yeah. Like, they, they should get that. Um, it's just wild, dude. Like, who would have thought this would set this would set everything off? And the world is so like we talked about how the world changed in two weeks due to COVID. And it's changed again now. Yeah, it's so funny. At the beginning of the year, it was like, okay, the presidential election is the most important thing we will ever have to deal with for the next forever. And then by March, it was like, okay, we have a pandemic. This is what's important. Some people still thought the election was important, but it's not anymore. Um, This is the most important thing. And now we're at like a fucking neck and neck race between the pandemic and the protest. Because people people are starting to forget there's a pandemic. Yeah. People are just like, oh, I guess it's gone now. But they don't know that it's still out there. And there's going to be a second wave uh, because we keep opening shit up. I mean, Georgia, North Carolina, a bunch of shit's open, reopening here. And they, uh, Georgia's basically completely back fucking open again. Um, yeah. And yeah, there's going to be a big second wave. And it's going to make a bunch of other problems look silly. But I am glad that it is happening in this year, a year that I'm alive. And then a year that I can see some shit happen. 
people forget that at the end of this year, Trump assassinated the number two military general in Iran. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah, people, you know, he just, it just happened, and then a couple of days later, we were, we were done with it. And we also forget that the Iowa Democratic primary was stolen by a, a company called Shadow for Pete Buttchug. Yeah, and poorly. They, they only- Remember Pete Buttchug, Seth? Barely. I honestly <laughs> had not thought about him until just now. For a long oh time. Oh my god. It's been fucking... The, the time is compressing around us. So much is happening so fast. Yeah, it's like, we, every time we talk about these stories, I mean, especially you, you've been like, oh, two days ago, oh, four days ago, actually an hour ago. Because like, we don't, time is just one, it's like a flat circle. <laughs> it's like, yeah. we're just fucking navigating through different moments that kind of all come together, whether they were a month ago or a day ago. They just kind of all feel the same. We didn't even talk about Trump using tear gas to clear out the protesters out of uh, Lafayette Park so he could do his big boy walk. Across there to the, oh, yeah. the, the church. That happened as we were doing the last episode. Yep. And then, did you see any pictures of the security detail around him? No. There was this just roided out looking white dude. He was carrying the biggest rifle oh, I have I ever saw, seen the in my with life. The sniper? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. That guy was people, fucking huge. People on the internet were like, that rifle is a 50 caliber anti-material rifle with a 12 times scope. Why are you carrying it anywhere? Yeah. What, you, what threat do you think that would warrant that on this street? Well, there was a guy who was a former sniper who was like, if a fucking Russian tank rolled down the street, something that gun is meant to take care of, you could not set it up in time yeah. to fire. Yeah, it's not, it's not a gun you would just hip fire out of nowhere to, to take down a, a fucking assailant. I, dude, I'm telling you that, first of all, you know that Trump wanted that giant gun there to look cool. Yeah. But if he could have had guys with rocket launchers walking around, he would have. Yeah, it was funny. I bet they were like, so Trump, uh, you know, the security detail, and they, they had like, you know, manageable guns. He's like, no, what's the biggest gun you have? And they're like, well, you know, we had this automatic rifle. It's like, and he's like, no, bigger. And then they're like, I mean, we've got this one gun, but it's really not going to do you any use right here. And he's like, I, I want it. It's just useless. It's fascism is what it is. Yeah. It looks good, you know? It's fash. It's gun fashionism. Because it's oh, just well, a fashionable fa- gun. Fascism has always been tied to fashion. Remember fucking Hugo Boss and his uniforms and how people today still think the Nazi uniforms look cool? Yeah, people... People really glorify Hugo Boss. He was, he did. Hey, I mean, the man was talented, but yeah. <laughs> there is a limit to what I'm going to care about. I mean, to be fair, we do also still glorify Henry Ford. I mean, that's just because of capitalism, though. Yeah. Speaking of which, Seth, I know you probably have not watched any more of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I watched two more episodes. Oh, you did? So yeah. what did you think of those two episodes? I think there's so there's just one guy who goes up to Jojo and just fucking pokes the wind out of his body and then Jojo breathes and repairs his body and I'm like that guy is just a grifter. He <laughs> he just wanted to punch somebody really hard and it just happened that when Jojo breathed in he he fixed himself. And then the man just went and invented magic so he wouldn't get beat up. <laughs> um well, yeah, there's so much crazy shit. I mean Robert EO Speedwagon um and just how big they're getting i mean they're just untenable huge now <laughs> i have some bad news about speedwagon stuff 
dead. Actually, you know what? I won't say anything. I can't spoil the the, the, the show for you because it gets more insane. Does he change his name to Sticks? No, it does not. Okay. He does become our most hated foe, though, uh, later on. And not, I mean, you and me, our most yeah, hated yeah, foe. Yeah. But also, I, you know what? I was going to say this real quick to everybody out there who has, who has not seen JoJo Bizarre Adventure or if you have seen it. Why is there so much Nazi apologism in this show? I haven't gotten you haven't to seen it yet, but yeah. You haven't gotten to it. You're still in the 18 fucking 90s. Yeah. But when they do the part two, they go to 1939 and there are Germans showing up. They're calling them the Wehrmacht, but they're wearing SS uniforms and they're working with them as their allies. <laughs> like the Nazis are consistent allies to the next Jojo and his team. And it is freaking my fucking brain, dude. That does sound troubling. It is troubling. They never show a swastika. They never call them Nazis. But I know a Nazi when I see <laughs> I one. I know Nazis. Okay, I've, I've seen them. It's 1939. I know what they were doing then. You can't lie to me, show. Also, there's a bunch of Italians, too. What were they doing in 39? Yeah. It's fucking weird, bro. It sounds strange. Anyways, you almost call it bizarre. Yeah, very peculiar. <laughs> but, uh... I did want to say, getting on back to the serious stuff for a second. You know what I hate from all this more than anything else, probably? Tell me. The kneeling. Yeah? Everyone's taking a knee. I'm like, we're here because a cop took a knee. That's true. Why are people kneeling for 8 minutes and 46 seconds? The time that took George Floyd to die. What the fuck is wrong with you? Why is that a thing? Yeah, when you, like, it's one of those things when you take a step back, you're like, that's kind of fucked up. Like, it's one of those things that probably sounds good to a lot of people on paper, but it just, I don't know, it just doesn't sit well. This whole, like, it, and it's not just that. It's not just kneeling. There's so many things that are happening, and they're doing it like, oh, let's do it for nine minutes. Let's do it for the amount of time. And I'm like, how about we do fucking take action during nine minutes? Like, yeah. that's nine minutes we're all wasting. And it's just like, cops are kneeling for George Floyd, and I'm like, fuck you, that's not... Tribute. That's fucking practice. Okay. If you fuck want, off. Yeah. If if you want to tribute George Floyd, quit your job. Yes. That is the only way that you're going to pay any any respect to that man. And it's just so crazy that like you see people dancing with the cops and like trying to like have fun with the cops, hugging them and shit. Fuck you. They're your enemies. Yeah. They're the bad guys. You're hugging the Nazis. It's insane, dude. And you see that blackout thing they did on Instagram or whatever? The blackout yeah, whatever, yeah, Tuesday, Tuesday of last week? Everyone posted just like a black picture or whatever. You know that was a fucking CIA op? To do what? To to dress... They, they, they posted black squares to black, to black Lives Matter. The, the, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that, yeah. Well, that hashtag was full of links to useful fucking documents and information. And the black squares drowned it all out. You couldn't find it anymore. It was all just black squares. Mm. So it was all it was, it was to block that information from getting out. Mm. I did hear read about that. I didn't know I didn't know how serious that was. But yeah, I guess that's true. And it pisses me off to see all these fucking corporations, Coca-Cola and McDonald's and Microsoft and Xbox and fucking Sony and whoever posted shit about how, oh, George Floyd and Black Lives Matter. Fuck you! Yeah. You're the you are the reason that he died. Like you support the fucking economic system that led to him being impoverished and this cop sitting on his fucking neck. Go fuck yourselves. Yeah. And once again, the only reason they're doing this now is because it's popular. It's because like it's the same thing with like what happened with LGBT recently. Now everyone is in on pride 
But all these corporations didn't start doing it until they knew that they could make money off of it. And enough people were okay with them saying this, that they would make money off of it. They don't have any morals, any point of view, anything except for dollars. That's all they care yeah. about. You didn't see them fucking posting Black Lives Matter back in 2014 when fucking Michael Brown got killed, did you? And Tamir Rice and Philando fucking Castile. No, you didn't see that fucking back then because there wasn't money in it yet. Yeah. And then Colin Kaepernick, what happened to him? He got fucking blackballed. Yeah, he's, I mean, people are now like talking about like, you know, giving him tryouts and putting him back on a team. And I'm like, I mean, good for him, but that's not really what he was trying to do. He wasn't trying to keep his job. He was trying to make people realize what fucking assholes everyone is. I know there's fucking NFL players showing their ass like Drew Brees who is like, oh, support people, but I just won't support anything that goes against our flag or our country. And it's like, even Le- like LeBron James called him out. He's like, dude, that's not what this is about. You were falling for it. Like, it's, that's not what any of this is about. It was never about the flag or the fucking troops. It was never about yeah, that shit. That's all deflecting. Yeah. They don't want to talk about the real, the real shit that it's about. And, I mean... And so you got the fucking you got the Democrats taking a knee. You got them talking about their fucking dumbass police reform bill. The problem, though, is that well, I guess the advantage for us is no one is talking about the economy. Did you see that they fake the job reports? Yes. What they do is so I learned about this in my economics class in high school, and I always thought it was fucked up. Was what we do is unemployment is a number that describes how many people are actively seeking work but do not have a job. So, which, I mean, sure, you could say there's enough, there's like, are the types of people who aren't actively seeking work and on a job, like, I mean, like, housewives and stuff was kind of the big example. It was like, oh, people who just, you know, they just don't need a job, whatever. Sure, there are people like that, and maybe you don't want to count them. But it is also an incredible way to manipulate numbers, where now they, they have decided that, like, what is it, like, 13 million or something people don't just don't count anymore. They're like, oh, no, they're... It was 8, eight million. 8 million. They're like, oh, yeah, they, they're not technically seeking work right now um by our standards so they're not unemployed so then they're like oh unemployment dropped by 10 percent. that's awesome it's like no yeah. that's not how it works because like now they're like oh it's only 13 percent. i'm like no it's probably more like 30 motherfucker officially we have 19 percent unemployment now yeah like, th- three or four days ago they said it was at 13 percent, and they expected 19 they were like, oh, no, it's actually 13. We're doing great. And then they admitted they misclassified 8 million people, and it jumped from 13 to 19. Yeah, and I still suspect it might be a little bit higher than that based on their classifications. Oh, for sure, because they're not, they're not counting people who are working the gig economy shit. They're not counting people who are fucking uh, uh, disabled in that at all. There's a whole bunch of people who are excluded, people who are on medical leave. There are also, also a bunch of companies in May. They rehired their staff. For just long enough to get a payout from the CARES Act and then drop them again. Or gave them zero hours. But they said we have them on payroll so we qualify for the CARES Act. So people didn't really get paid from that and they're not being counted on unemployment either. Yeah. Like Marcus never got counted, right? Because nope. he never even fucking got unemployment insurance. Because it only represents people who are getting the insurance to begin with. Yeah. If you file but don't get accepted, guess what, buddy? You don't get counted. You're not so unemployed. Your, yeah. You're probably right. It's probably closer to 30% than what we think it is. Yeah, especially like with the, the gig economy thing. One thing I've noticed is, um, I mean, because I, I mean, like, you know, I'm still working. I still have my job. So I, I sometimes, because I don't want to go outside to get food. Sometimes I order food to get delivered. And I always, whenever I order delivery food, because I know it's like making someone go out of their way to do something so stupid for someone else, I always give a very generous tip every time. And as of late, I've been giving the same tips I always do. People 
are way more grateful for these tips. Like, I get specific text messages from the drivers who are like, oh, thank you so much. Like, I really appreciate this. And I'm like, that lets you know how bad times are because those people probably don't have their day job anymore. They're probably right. just doing this to get by. And they're probably not getting by off fucking delivering food all day. I mean, who can? Yeah. It's in, it's just, you can't do Uber all the time. You can't do Lyft enough to make money to, to get a living off of that. Yeah. It's insane. Everyone who does, like, Uber and Lyft and, like, makes money off of it also has a day job. Yeah. And which I mean, yeah, which is normal. I mean, we and if it, it's just so strange how we've just with, within I mean, I want to say less than 10 years, we have just accepted the gig economy as part of our everyday lives. And it's fine for people just to do. I mean, I've taken I've taken Ubers at like 3 a.m. in a small like rural towns in New York. And I'm like, I, I mean, I needed it because I didn't have a way to go. But I feel bad for that, that that person needed it that bad. They were up at 3 a.m. driving my ass around. You know? I'm like, oh, yeah, it's, you're, you're on your grind. Oh, yeah. Your hustle. The grind, the hustle, the fucking, oh, work 20 hours a day just so that you can eat ramen every night. And it's like, the thing is, it, like, like, I've said this before. If it, was a, if it was always a grind ever since the beginning of time or beginning of, like, capitalism in our society then i would i'll be like okay at least it makes sense but no there are people who used to have normal everyday jobs and could afford a house and good food their wife wouldn't even have to work they could have three kids they could all go to college and it's like and they would be a fucking assurance adjuster like you can't do that these days or you were a high school graduate who worked in a fucking factory and had a union backing you up yeah and you had a fucking apartment in Midtown Manhattan that you could afford. <laughs> and it's like, that, the thing is, those guys didn't have to grind all fucking day just to live. We shouldn't have to be there. People, no. people it's, it's another one of those insidious things that people put on us. Like, somebody who did it because they're a fucking workaholic piece of shit idiot who doesn't want any downtime. They're just like, oh, well, you, no one should have downtime. You don't need downtime. What oh, all this all this new like oh work life balance why do we need so much life in the balance and it's like it's one of those things to brainwash us keep us at work don't do anything and then th the thing is this also fails because so many people are unemployed it's like yeah. how are you going to tell us that you can hustle all day to make money if people don't even have jobs and what folks don't understand is unemployment is necessary in a capitalist society there has to be the threat. That if you don't do, if you don't like your job, they can replace you with somebody else. There is never going to be full employment under capitalism. It's not a goal, right? The reserve army of labor has to exist to threaten you into obeying. Because if you knew that you couldn't get fired, somebody else looking for a job, you could then, I don't know, get some silly ideas like you should get paid more, or you should get more time off, or you should get better, you know, health care. Like, that would be insane to the capitalists. Yeah. And the funny part about that, too, is that even in feudal societies, peasants had it better than we have it now, right? Because they had to do, okay, we'll be serious, they had to do like four to six hours of extremely tough labor a day. But the rest of the day was theirs. Yeah. They had to do what they wanted. And, I mean, yeah, it was a shitty life, but still, you're saying about, about work-life balance, they had a better work-life balance than we do. It's true. 
And in the past, Seth, people have had to grind. We know this. We've seen pictures of the factories where children were working. I mean, yeah. and there were 16-hour shifts. But what the fuck happened then? They got together and they fought back until it changed. And we're letting that fucking slide. Yeah, we're letting it go away. The same generation that supported and fought for unions are telling us that we don't need unions. Like, oh, what, you need a, a union at the blog you work at? And it's like... Yeah, that blog is part of a company that is like worth a billion dollars. I mean, they can yeah. we can they can afford to have a union and to give in to our demands because we provide something for them. If you're if right. we're talking about like fucking people or utility that create profit for corporations, then if you are creating profit for the corporation, you deserve to be in a union. You deserve to have your needs met too. Because yeah. in theory, without you, they can't run. Which is something once again, we keep talking about it. They don't realize that. The more people who are getting put out of work, the less money you make. Because those people, because mm-hmm. like the people who are getting fired right now, people who work at you know service industry stuff, and people who work at service industry stuff, while well, they they might make the least money, they put the most back into the economy because they have they have mm-hmm. to to work every day to get their food, to get their water, to get their rent. And if they can't pay for food, water, and rent, then the people who provide food, water, and rent aren't making as much money, and they don't fucking see that. It's infuriating. What's funny is Marx saw this. He understands that you get paid your wage at your job and you go home and you're, then you're beset by the bill collectors and the tax collectors and the rent, the, 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 the landlord. And going back further than Marx, Adam Smith, that everyone holds up as being, oh, the guy who invented capitalism or whatever, or he cataloged it. Adam Smith, economics, he's fantastic. He was vehemently opposed to landlords. He was like, they serve no function they are no good for society, and the rentier class will be the ruin of our economic system. Hell and he yeah, was right. <laughs> he was right. He was like, shit down. Well, he was talking about the rentiers, not the renters, the rentiers, the ones who, who the landlords. Oh, he was okay. like, they will ruin it because they will fuck up the system. They well, will. Yeah. And cause the rentees to burn it down. Exactly, and he was right. You could, dude, you can quote some Adam Smith shit. He was like, "Oh, you talking about Marx again?" I'm like, no, that's fucking Adam Smith, motherfucker. Like, even he knew. But, but right now, the system, the, what we're talking about, and we're trying to radicalize people more on this is police. And I think the police are a good way to let people know that what do the cops do? The cops do not prevent crime; they punish crime. Yeah. Sometimes. And they don't punish their own crimes, for sure. So, we have to ask ourselves, if we really actually want to create a society that prevents crime, what do we do? And that's a society that provides food, and shelter, and medical care, and education, and all these things to its people. It is not a society where we give white dudes with fucking beer guts, guns, and fucking rocket launchers, and tell them to avenge everybody, right? and protect private property. That doesn't actually help. That just perpetuates the conditions we're already in. But if you want to prevent crime, if you want to abolish the police and create a better, more equal society, you have to get rid of capitalism. It's simple as that. Yep. You you have to have cops under capitalism to keep up to keep the poor in line. If you want to get rid of cops and you, or you want to make a better world, capitalism has to go. It's just as simple as it is. Yep. It has to. And no one has a vision for that. I did want to say, say one more thing before, before we sign off here. Okay. I think you're interested in. So we were talking earlier about how coming into 2020, you're talking the election being the most important thing in the world. And it seemed like it was, right, at the time. We yeah. had no idea it was coming. But it's so funny to me, and it's probably fortunate for us that Bernie Sanders did not get the nomination, 
Because in the situation we're in right now, Bernie Sanders would be completely ineffective because he would need it because he he can't be as radical as the protesters yeah. and his job was to be radical right like to, to push the boundaries and right now he's not going to say fucking abolish the police or defund the police no he can't fucking say that so he would effectively be just some guy running for president right now who has no answer to the situation. And it's looking like the situation is spiraling out of control so fast that we're not going to make it to a point where he could have done anything to help in the first place. Yeah, we're getting there. We're taking it to our own hands. And with Joe Biden running this thing, it's great for us. You know why? Because we can point at him and go, they're the same. Yeah. Who gives a fuck about this? Yep. Why should you care? So as a message to everyone out there listening, uh, don't vote. Fuck Joe Biden and fuck Donald Trump. Yeah. Don't even fucking vote. Don't bother yeah, with it. Voting stupid. It's not worth it. We tried it. It didn't work. It's like people were saying that people protest didn't work. Voting doesn't work either. Yep. You got to get real. Electoral politics is dead. So here we are, man. 2020. We're halfway through. <laughs> Dude, can you imagine if the second half of 2020 is as crazy as the first half? If it is, if it's nearly as crazy, it's going to, I mean, I don't even know. Because it already feels like we've gone through about two years this year. <laughs> Yes, I don't know what to say, man. It's just so much has happened. So, like, there's so many things that happened. Like, like Trump saying that the jobs report meant that George Floyd was happy. Yeah. Remember that shit? Yeah, that happened, and I was like, "Oh, that's fucked up." And immediately there was more fucked yeah, up yeah, shit yeah. to think you, about. We're we're in a sensory overload of just so much shit happening. You can't keep track of it. Yeah. So, anyways, man, any more thoughts you have before we before we go? Nothing. I'm tapped for the day. What's any, any any protests happen in your area or anything? You know, you gotta like go to one. There's been some protests in Charlotte. I'm still, I'm still more. I'm still kind of a little timid because of COVID. I'm kind of a, a baby about the pandemic. Um, but the one in Charlotte has been heating up. Um, they they've been they've been getting bigger and bigger. So eventually, I, I might actually go out. Um, no, no, sorry, Seth. They're they're cooling down. Cooling down. Sorry, sorry. Cool zone. Really cool zone. Cool zone. Cool zone. It's getting chilly out yeah, there. Yeah. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I did see some video from the Charlotte the Charlotte protest, and I was very happy. People were marching, they were walking, they were doing cars that were honking and jumping out to, to help. So yeah, it's getting bigger. That was nice. Well, if that's it, I think this has been the Illinials Podcast. I'm Smith. You can find me on Twitter at MCSurf. I'm Seth. You can find me on Letterboxd at Knazeras, K-Y-N-A-Z-E-R-A-S, or on Twitter at Seth. Our art was done by Marcus Barkley. He was normally here, but is not. You can find him on Instagram at Mr. Beaches. Our theme song was done by Ben Powell. He's been on the show before, especially our movie review episodes. He has his own podcast called Southern Smackdown, where they talk about the wrestling, and they're both from the South. So that's also interesting. If that sounds interesting, go check it out. Uh, you can lead a horse water, but you can't make it under it. Uh, a special fuck you to a guy named Jake from. He was a superstar football player who went to UGA who recently said that only elite white people should be able to buy guns. Uh, can I put a fuck you in real quick? Go so ahead. To uh, Officer Joey Baloney, yeah. who has been arraigned on on uh, assault charges, and I've seen his shirt that says Baloney Strong, and I got some Baloney for you here, right here, pal. Uh, sorry. We have stopped trying to solve our problems. We're trying to outlive them. In front of New Orleans, New York. That's the end of this podcast, baby. Out.